I just want to thank all of the incredible men and women who have done such a great job in helping with Florence. This is a tough hurricane, one of the wettest we've ever seen from the standpoint of water. Rarely have we had an experience like it, and it certainly is not good. No. It's Boca Brit, and this is the Britney Summers Show. Yeah, you can try ripping this one off too, but I don't think you're going to get the lead guitar just right. starting to crank them out again in uh, bits too the brit summer show 95.3 fm 1470 and 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 not to mention fyi com, gdpr revolution 99.com tune in stitcher and patreon yeah i wanted to get into uh, uh well there's a lot of things i wanted to get into but i'm not going to mention any names okay because that's exactly what he'd want me to do and it ain't going to happen. But I'll uh, just say that there aren't many outlets for comedy material uh, as far as broadcast audio is concerned, uh, broadcasting it as well. There's some uh, progressive programming. Forget about any of the right-wing haters. There's nothing funny out there. But uh, there are progressive shows out there. Not only a few, a handful that play comedy bits. I mean, you got you know, like naturally Tom Hartman. He, he really doesn't play uh, comedy bits anymore and and not really i don't i don't think howard stern has played comedy bits for for a long time i know he used to because uh, back in the 90s he stole them from me uh, which was okay back then because i was actually getting paid very well for it back then so it was like a compliment at the time 
But when you, when you get ripped off now, especially after kind of like retiring for so many years and then brushing the dust off and brushing the rust off, as, as you can tell, I'm like, it's yeah, I'm not back on my toes yet. But it, it's fun to do, and and to get ripped off that soon, that quickly. I mean. <laughs> I only did one other bit this year, and the one you just heard, only did two, and that's after a nine-year hiatus of doing comedy bits, because I'll tell you something about depression. I mean, the career just disappearing and the and losing everything several years later, uh, you just don't want to do it anymore. I didn't want to do this. I did this back in 2011 because it was offered to me by the program director here, out of the kindness of his heart, because he knew uh, where my head was at and he was concerned, so he thought he'd give me something to do. And I've been doing this uh, ever since, uh, seven years ago. And uh, and that's fine. I'm very happy with the audience that I have. i got a really good audience. And uh, they're interactive, uh, not during the show, but I hear from you, and I appreciate the... Uh, I, you know, I like the uh, suggestions. I like the requests. I feel like I'm being listened to. And of, of course, I, I always like the uh, <clears throat> donations, no matter how small. And uh, of course, uh, online promotion is, is great too. Uh, I'm, I'm, that part I'm happy with. And that's what keeps me going because I really, there's been times uh, where I just wanted to just. Uh, get rid of all of my equipment and forget it. So, uh, And I'm going to get into that because <clears throat> it wasn't just because uh, the 96 Telecom Act and the monopolization by Clear Channel and all that, and all the, the early aughts when everything really just disappeared. No, it had a lot to do with uh, the tech end because my studio consisted of a, a keyboard, an old computer uh, just dedicated solely to Cakewalk, and, of course, a CM32P Roland voice. The keyboard was a Rode 760. So, back then, well, I could tell you really quick. Up until, uh, and this was all, I would say, from 97 all the way up until whenever they got rid of uh, Windows 2000. Because everything I had was based on Windows 2000. So, what was that? 2006? That's when they stopped supporting Windows 2000 and went went to XP. No, it had to be sooner than that. It had to be like 03. And then everything went XP. Okay, I managed to adapt with the uh, the software to XP, but then they came out with Vista, then 7, then 10. And in short, nothing worked anymore. Oh, sure, you could upgrade here and there. But when a uh, big corporation like Sony buys all the software you have and then you have to uh, pay for the patch to up upgrade it which i did and then uh, they sell it again and uh, the new company says no you have to buy the program all over again for six hundred dollars after six hundred dollars after six hundred dollars after this they just keep squeezing you and and uh, <laughs> that's what corporations are people they're no corporations are evil because that's what they're, they're in business to do is to make money. So that, what that means is to rob you because even if you paid for all of the software, well, then you're going to have to pay for it again. Uh-huh. So the uh, <clears throat> SoundForge audio I'm using right now, uh, SoundForge I've been using, uh, geez, since the early 90s. And uh, this is 10.0. They've got like uh, version 9,000 now. 
So uh, this thing is degrading on purpose because they want me to buy a new SoundForge program, and I don't want to. I just thought that's enough. How many times you got to keep buying this stuff because a new operating system comes out and you got to buy all your software again? Well, that's why I don't have Cakewalk Sonar, because it doesn't work. So all the equipment I had doing those uh, musical comedy bits uh, was rendered obsolete. Does not work anymore. Ultimately, I gave my keyboard away. I mean, I know I could, for 300 bucks, I could get the comparable uh, keyboard that did the same thing that thing did. But that's an investment that's not worth the time or money because there's nowhere, nowhere with the help of uh, Nicole. Randy used to play bits many, many years ago, but she doesn't anymore. And that's fine. Her show isn't adapted to that. Uh, Nicole, once in a while, plays my stuff. But other than that, <clears throat> and it's free, I don't care. I'm not stupid. I know she can't afford to pay to have a, uh, a comedy service working for. So that's ridiculous. Uh, so I don't mind. It It helps her show and it helps mine because she promotes me in turn. And it's a nice thing. One hand washes the thing and whatever it is. Uh, but there's really nowhere else to send comedy bits. Nowhere. Nowhere. And don't say Stephanie Miller. They got their own in-house boy who uh, I guarantee you is not getting paid. But uh, he sings over lyrics and steals other people's material uh, because he stinks. Which brings me to this. If you want funny stuff, you have to cooperate with other funny people. And invariably, what the result is, is really funny stuff. Funnier stuff. You can only get better comparing notes and working together. And we did that. Uh, <laughs> it's like the Neil Rogers show. Okay. We had what was called a, uh, uh, I, I call it a, tri a comedy triad, a triad of comedy. There was me. Adam Guitar Man Austin, whose stuff I play, and of course, K.J. Shelberg, who I still play his stuff on here. It was three people who got together during the 20-year course of this uh, particular comedy-formatted show. And not only do we have fun working together, but the stuff was classic. The stuff was great. It didn't sound like some cheese hole out there with the, with the karaoke disc. And the listeners back then who are still with me now, uh, will attest to that fact. It's good quality stuff. And some of it still holds up, even though it was written almost not like 20 years ago. But uh, I got uh, 8,000 comedy bits in my library to stand by. Not all great, but uh, a lot of them I was very proud of. In fact, one of them, I'm not going to play it, but back in the 96, when I was doing all my Bob Dole stuff, that's when I got picked up nationally with ABC Radio Today. I'm not going to get into my bio, but that, that's when my, re my career really took off like a rocket and uh, i moved back to new york and uh it was great but uh you don't know the good times while they're happening so uh, you don't appreciate it at the time but now i look back at it at the, at the uh, as they say the the salad days the halcyon days which are long gone and dead like most of the people i used to do work for but for you for you Neelys out there, for you Neil Rogers fans, and I know there's still thousands of you out there because I see the plays on YouTube for all the Neil Rogers shows, I can tell you the progression of how uh, the Boca Brian bits came to be. And then initially, I was just part of a pool of subcontractors that would send crap in. Uh, and I came in after Jim Schuyler who did a lot of hilarious stuff, uh, or as Neil would call him, and I know he gets pissed off, but Neil did call him. Jim Squealer. Yeah, Jim, your stuff was classic. I know he listens. 
And then I came in kind of like at the end of WINZ and when Neil went on to Zeta 4, that's when I really started producing uh, material for him. And uh, then to WIOD. Then came uh, Adam Guitar Man Austin, who I'm going to play something by him uh, in just a moment. But he he retired since then. Obviously, one, because, well, first of all, he makes good money as musicians. By the way, all the people I'm talking about are musicians. They play one thing or the other. And uh, Adam is an established uh, performer, and he doesn't need the grief. And they don't pay <laughs> up until WIOD, but it was piecemeal. But it, and so he, he retired years ago. Uh, still, his stuff is just, it, it holds up amazingly. And then you got K.J. Shelberg, who's famous for Ganja Be Good and uh, Police Got My Pot, which uh, Neil played endless on an endless loop for a time. So we had a triad of some great people there. I'm a funny people. Uh, and we all got along. I mean, everybody has their quakes, but we all got along. We were all friends, so to speak, acquaintances, and, and uh, we learned from each other. Which, uh, since everybody's out of work now except for one person, uh, it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, that reminds me, I've had a request uh, through Facebook, which you can do, at uh, Boca Brittany Summers on Facebook, or The Brit Summer Show on Facebook, or Friends of The Brit Summer Show on Facebook. If you want to post a request, you're more than welcome to. And I had a request for a KJ bit that goes way back. So far back that we can't find it. And it was called um, Stuck in a Temple with Jews. Now, the reason I think we can't find he can't find it either. And it's his bit. I think we filed it under something else. Because back then, my filing system was much to be desired. I, I didn't always write the title of the song. I probably put KJ Sing Something or something like that. So I can't find it. Uh, it. I know I have it, but it might be on one of my storage drives somewhere or on a DAT tape. Uh, KJ says he has it on a reel. <laughs> a lot of good that'll do. <laughs> so all we have to do is uh, put it on the reel to reel. Oh, can't do that. But you will be hearing from KJ uh, throughout the course of the show. And, uh, of course, uh, Guitar Man. But first, let me introduce you to the members of my band from the 90s. And uh, they broke up in 2009. Uh, starting on keys, Rhodes 760. On instrument voices, Roland CM32P. On drums, Roland Boss. And uh, for the entire arrangement, Cakewalk 4.0. <laughs> And I play this because it's one of my best productions. I'm proud. I was depressed and feeling lonely Until I found me a religious faith Said the show how much I need her I had to quote the Bible like a preacher I'll get religious if she'll have sex with me And make like a phony holy born again Brainless wonders Recovering from abuse or heavy drugs So there you go Tell her that you like her Even though you're a baker and a liar Then you're gonna spend some time in between her legs Just like a pony holy born again If you wanna get your hand in her pants Just say you talk to Jesus today Like you really believe, oh, right now I'm getting saved. 
95.3 FM, 1470 WWN, and the Brit Summer Show. Uh, yeah, we had a triad of great people towards the end there. And, uh, of course, it all disappeared. But I have to say, and in my memoirs, I'm going to have to say it was a good run. It was a really good run. The sad part is no one really remembers, and the real tragedy of the whole thing is Neil didn't syndicate because of Norm Kent. Oh, I shouldn't mention his name, should I? No, Norm Kent. You bastard you. Talking Neil out of syndication. That hurt everybody, not just him. Because if you mention the name Neil Rogers, anybody in the business knows the name, knows about uh, what he what he did down here. Um, anybody outside the business, outside of Florida, you don't know. Unless you moved. Yeah, but I'm going to be playing stuff from uh, uh, Adam Guitar Man Austin, who we called Guitar Man because initially he just called in on the phone and played guitar and sang comedy bits, and they put you on the floor. Uh, and come to find out, he's a brilliant musician, and uh, he actually plays piano. <laughs> so uh, we, the name stuck. So I'll be playing stuff from him and then uh, KJ, just for old time's sake. For the listeners and for me, because that's when radio comedy is the best. I had a chick named Kay. One day she flew away to Tijuana, where the moon is blue. The moon is blue. But with our right-wing censorship, there are words that mustn't slip to truly tell you how I feel for Kay. Let's feel for Kay. So. Won't let me sing this song I wrote today Now if you see Kay, take her hand, gently say That after this transmission I'll be out in 90 days Oh, if you see Kay in Tijuana Then I'll see you in Tijuana Go, wanna, go, but gotta see you in Tijuana too It's true in talk radio you're listening to Brittany Summers way down in Jamaica in the Caribbean they got the best herb that you ever seen ask anybody in that neighborhood they tell you this the country where the ganja be good Rasta man has some he want to sell And from a mile away you can detect the smell of smoke Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke He light up the spliff and talk Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke Ganja be good You can carry lots of herb in the gunny sack Smoke it every day until your lungs turn black With all the money that we have made Jamaica doesn't need any foreign aid American tourists come here and say Got nothing like this in the USA They smoke Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke 
They light up the spliff and talk. They begin to cough and choke. Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke. The ganja be good. Mama tell her son you are a Rasta man. You like to smoke the giant spliff whenever you can. Many people coming here from miles around to buy the herb from you by the ounce and the pound. Rasta man say to her, Mama, you're right. The ganja be good tonight. And then they smoke, smoke ganja, smoke, smoke. They light up the spliff and talk. Smoke ganja, smoke, smoke. Smoke ganja, smoke. Smoke, the ganja be good. Yeah, man. 95.3 FM, 1470, WWN and the Brit Summer Show. I did not get, well, a little bit. I'm going to get into the uh, Kavanaugh thing. Could they get, keep postponing it? Good. Oh! Yeah. Uh, this is a uh, ongoing, fast-moving thing in, uh, in a pre-recorded show. There's little you can do to, to stay current on it. I'll just say that the comparisons between Clarence Thomas and uh, this Nazi piece of crap, this is a, an amazing case of history repeating itself. And I heard a comment that uh, a, a lot of uh, voters today haven't, weren't even born in 1991. So they don't know how Clarence Thomas got there. They don't even have any idea who Anita Hill is. Or now they do. I mean, they're just figuring it out. Uh, and I say that because this generation doesn't give a crap about history. So this is all brand new. I didn't know about Anita Hill. I didn't know Clarence Thomas was a sexual predator. Yeah, he was. So what makes you think they're going to stop this guy? They rushed him right through to, oh, well, with one exception. It was the Democrats in charge then. I, I don't want to hurt any feelings out there, but it was Joe Biden that wouldn't let any other witnesses testify. And one of those witnesses turns out to be Clarence Thomas's ex-girlfriend, who they were together for five or six years. And, oh, she had a lot to say. Uh, she didn't want to say it back then, but Biden could have easily subpoenaed her to say that. But he decided, no. So in a sense, you can thank Joe Biden for the waste of space called Clarence Thomas, who never writes an opinion, never makes a decision, just votes for however he is uh, ordered to do so. He's, he's just, uh, he's what uh, Kavanaugh's going to be. But when I first, when this story first broke, I, I initially thought, like a lot of people, it's like, uh, okay, unidentified anonymous woman. Well, where have we heard that before? Here's what a Democrat did not strategize anything. All right, Feinstein said she had this letter. She didn't say at the time that the letter was mailed to her or given to her back in June. She did not say that at first. All she said was, I have a letter from an anonymous person who wishes not to be identified who said that she was uh, raped and abused by uh, Kavanaugh. And that was it for a couple days. So naturally, I'm thinking, right, okay, so I was a rush to judgment. But I thought right off the bat, here we go, Hail Mary. And I was all, okay, if a Hail Mary worked, it'd be great, but it never works for the Democrats. There's never anybody in the end zone. So uh, I thought, okay, well, if it, it stalls it a couple of days, whatever. And then the rest of the story came out 
That she's a professor of psychology, Christine Blasey Blasey or Blasey Ford. I hear it pronounced all kinds of ways. Uh, let's just say Christine Ford. Uh, turns out she's on the square. Uh, okay, high school hijinks. That was a long time ago, granted, but he did it. He doed it. But, you, you know, this is the kind of thing Republicans have a very hard time because they're all uptight pricks. They can't get laid. So the only way they can get laid either is by paying for it. And if you can't afford to buy it, well, then rape. That's why they're in favor of rape. They love rape. That's why Grassley says, oh, let's put him in. He's, he's our kind of guy. I mean, Clarence, Car Clarence Carter. Clarence. <laughs> Clarence Eugene Thomas used his power and position to take advantage of women. But, but I don't think it, rape comes under. He's just a disgusting pig. I don't know, but I'm not ruling out rape. Maybe that, maybe Anita Hill. Did, but Anita Hill didn't say she, she got raped. She said she was sexually harassed. And that's okay for Republicans. They like sexual harassment, too. Yay! Sexual rape and harassment. Voila! Your Republican. His firm, throbbing Rehnquist, was vigorously burgering her intensely inflamed, quivering O'Connor until it urgently withdrew. His Kennedys exploding, he thomased all over her pert pair of ample heaving suitors, anointing them with a copious drenching of white, glistening scalia. <laughs> the Brit Summer Show, 95.3 FM. Yeah, so this thing changes every five minutes, every day. So how can you possibly, possibly expect me to editorialize on something that uh, changes like this? Uh, at last report, she agreed to testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee on Monday, that is to say, this upcoming Monday, and by the time you hear this show, uh, what I just said will make no sense. But now she's saying she wants the FBI to start an investigation into this, which is okay. That makes sense, but it's not going to start by Monday. So Republicans are giving her an ultimatum at this point, and whether or not she uh, shows up on Monday, which I really do think she should, with or without the investigation, uh, who knows at this stage? So don't pay attention to this part of the show because it's going to be quickly outdated. By the time I get done what I'm saying, it'll change again. So uh, let's just wait until my next show where I can uh, give you a well-informed summation. As if I ever do that. <laughs> Getting back to what I was saying about history repeating itself. There was a movie that came out, an Al Pacino movie in 1979 before the Clarence Thomas things. Uh, where uh, a judge was a pseudo-masochist killer and a, a rapist and all this stuff. And it was played by John Forsythe, and uh, I think his name was uh, the Honorable Judge Henry T. Fleming. I don't know if you've seen that movie or not, but it's probably being shown on uh, TMC every now and then. It's Al Pacino, great cast, and it's actually a pretty good movie. But the, so the whole thing's about a, a uh, kind of like a, a down-and-out attorney who has to prosecute a, a high level? I don't know. I don't remember. It's been years since I've seen it. But he, you know, he wasn't a Supreme Court judge. I think it was a district court judge. He was highly respected and all this, and he was uh, guilty of uh, all the things that he was accused of. Uh, but this was 1979. If that happened now, he'd walk. There'd be no movie called "Injustice for All." 
I mean, gratefully, he's not a, uh, as of yet, a uh, Supreme Court justice, but he is a circuit court judge. I mean, even if uh, this doesn't go to Republicans' way and uh, he has to step down, he has to uh, either decline the nomination or uh, whatever it is, uh, he's still a judge. So he really has nothing to lose outside of a bruised ego. Hey, there we go. Hey, y'all, my name is Clarence Eugene Thomas, President Bush's nominee for the Supreme Court. And you know, there's lots of people out there that think just cause I smoked a little marijuana when I was in college. Hell, it wasn't nothing but a pen joint. Well, maybe a cigar side joint. I don't remember y'all. That they don't think I'm fit to be on the Supreme Court. Hey, I got the munchies. Let's do this quick and get out of here. I want to set y'all straight. When I start reviewing the law, I don't just review the law. Hell, y'all. I be token. And I took it to the east. And I took it to the west And I took it while I look up Sandra Day O'Connor's dress I'll be token <laughs> Let's go burn one, y'all Oh, I'm gonna be playing that a lot <laughs> Not that I haven't already Brit Summer Show 95.3 FM 1470 WWNN The big story last week uh, That wasn't political Was that the uh, Beatles Beat it off <laughs> And I I read that uh, article that uh, Paul was interviewed in, and it was like, he was just talking. It wasn't like any revelation, because here's something uh, many people may not realize. They were human beings. They were kids. And that, um, that's what kids do. So, they were slamming it to a picture of Bridget Bardot. What kid back then didn't? Sounds pretty normal to me. What are you supposed to say? Oh, it's the Beatles. They're not supposed to masturbate. <laughs> they did a lot more than just that. <laughs> so Paul said that innocently in an interview, and it became a big headline. Beatles masturbated back then. Now. Oh, it's like, how is this a how is this a news story? Is it, have we gotten that far down into a hole? Uh <laughs> That's where they put the beat in Beatles. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then of all, all the late night uh, talk shows uh, latched onto it. And of course, the big joke was when John and Paul were done, that's when they wrote, come together. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Over and over and over again. But no one thought what the, the kind of sound they might have made after they climaxed. I submit this one. Well, let's give it a go. Let's see what happens. Uh, let's go with everybody's joke and see what it sounds like if they did compose uh, while masturbating. Come together. Come together. Right now. Squirt, squirt. What was the other one that they were uh, saying? That Oh, we can work it out. Well, let's see how that would have sounded. We can work it out. We can work it out. Squirt, squirt. And speaking of masturbating together, it has been confirmed this last week by a Sesame Street writer that, yes, Bert and Ernie were indeed a gay couple living together. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's been confirmed by none other than a Sesame Street writer. That confirms everybody's suspicions <laughs> for all these years. How long Sesame Street been on? went on in 69? Wow. Okay, mystery solved. Let's move on to the next one, shall we? Hey, Bert, have you seen my rubber ducky? 
Uh, it had a hole in it, Ernie. I threw it out. But, Bert, you know I always take a bath with my rubber ducky. What am I supposed to do now? Uh, here. Just play with this, Ernie. Bert, this is your dildo. This is for bedtime, not bath time. Well, it'll have to do until we can get you another rubber ducky. But, Bert... Just take your bath, Ernie. Hmm. It's not going to be the same without my rubber ducky. Hmm. Rubber ducky. Rubber ducky. This could be kind of fun. Rubber ducky. Rubber ducky. You're the one. You make bedtime lots of fun. Rubber dicky, I'm awfully fond of you. Old Dildo, Rubber dicky, joy of toys. When I use you, Bert makes noise. Rubber dicky, you have identical ends. That's two. That's two. Every day when I make my way to the tubby. I find a little fellow who's cute, flesh-colored, and chubby. Rubber Dicky, you're so fine. And I'm glad that you are blind. Rubber Dicky, I'm awfully fond of. Rubber Dicky, I'd like to hold on to. Rubber Dicky, I have a tight bond with you. You have been listening to the Brit Summer Show on 95.3 FM, 1470, WWW, You can keep on listening online for everybody else on the ground. I'll see you again next week right here on 95.3 FM, 1470, WWNN. Stay tuned for more. You've heard number one. You've done number two. And now there's more of the Fab Four. Another truckload of recently unearthed tapes of the Beatles have been digitally remastered for the new Beatles anthology number nine. Number nine. nine. Now you can actually hear the Beatles eating food. George, sit down. Would you like a sandwich? No thanks, I just have a bit of thirst. They're always better the next day anyway. Yeah, when the meat turns yellow. Yeah, old meat. Yellow submarine sandwich. Hey, uh, we could usually that. Come on, we all eat the yellow submarine. Quite a right. yellow submarine. A yellow, yellow submarine. Stupid sod. It works, they'll buy it. Eavesdrop on one of Ringo's private moments. Hey everybody, Ringo's in the WC again. Oh no, he's always in there. Hey Ringo, have you brought your telly listings? No way, leave me alone. Hold on, leave him alone. I hope everything comes out all right. <laughs> Laugh along with those four mop tops as they attempt to jump the battery in John's Rolls Royce. I've got the cables on. You can turn the motor. Yeah, if you could find the bloody keys. It's painted yellow. It's a battery. Has nothing to do with it being yellow. Perhaps you're right. Where's Paul, anyway? Silly queen never turned the wrench in his life. Try it again. Come on, you could drive my car. Aren't you the star? Be the first lemming in line for The Beatles Anthology Number 9. With Boca Brittany. Every morning when she gets up, I can't help but stare. When she pulls on her prosthetic orthopedic underwear or she only has one leg. Only needs one stocking, only needs one shoe. 
through the house on a gift cart. She only has one leg. She was dressed up when I saw her from her better side. I didn't know she had a stub that dangled underneath her thigh. Or if they, she only has one leg. It's handy to be handicapped in many ways Like when she parks the car she always gets a better space Or if she only has one leg She only has one leg Summer Show, FYINation.com, GDPRRevolution99.com, SoFloRadio.com, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, TheBritSummerShow.com, where you can find the donate button there and contact me. Oh, by the way, thank you so much for those who have clicked on that donate button. I am uh, grateful and indebted to you. And what I will do to pay you back is try to get an entertaining show out each week. So there's a uh, statewide story here that uh, can uh, be regarded as a national one because we've got a uh, senatorial race between Senator Bill Nelson and uh, the Lizard King, Rick Scott, who pretty much uh, left devastation in his path as governor. Uh, The choice here is uh, vote for an evil, self-serving Republican or uh, just uh, an old dead man who will uh, still vote Republican. <laughs> Boy, what a choice. I'm so excited. <laughs> vote blue no matter who. Yeah, we got to. There's no choice here. It's like voting blue no matter who with a very sharp knife being held to your throat. But you got to vote blue no matter who. I hate that saying. You can uh, blame David Brock for that one. Hey, David Brock. Fuck you. But the reason I bring this up is because guess who's campaigning for the Lizard King governor uh, for Senate is uh, none other than (laughs) George Bush. Another Republican idiot. Boy, those Republicans, the more dumb you are, the the, the more they like you, the the more they promote you. Yeah, dumbass Georgie Bush is uh, stumping for, uh, he's usually stumped. He's stumping for uh, Rick Scott, among other things, and uh, even uh, Kavanaugh. You name it, George Georgie Bush. He's there. So all you people lamenting, oh, we'd rather have George Bush in there. Even he would be better. No, 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 no. He would be destructive and evil, just in a more adoring way, I guess you can say. Because uh, I don't know. The comparisons have been drawn, and uh, he's he's a killer too, but. Uh, I guess you can say he had his charm about him. 
Uh, and there's a charm does not exist anywhere near Trump. But that's about it. Millions of people died under his watch, including 3,000 that we just memorialized a couple weeks ago. So if you find it strange that I'm playing George W. Bush bits, uh, well, that's why. I'm a Kobe, Peepek, Telvin, Ellen, Shell, Halliburton, Unical, Chevron, and GE. Northrop, Enron, MCI, WorldCom, Baker, and Bots, KLR, and Care McGee. Kellogg, Brown and Root, Carlisle and the Rendon Group, Murder, Docs, Fox News, and Reuters, Sung Young Moon. Choice Point Democracy by Database Technologies, Chuck Hagel's Diebold, blocking out your vote. George Bush is a liar, exploiting 9-11 for a global empire. George Bush is a liar, impeach the unelected White House occupier. Dick Cheney, Wolfowitz, Richard Pearl, another Dick, Andrew Card, Carl Rove, and Mark Rack, Dick, Dick, Co. Neil Bush, Jeb Bush, George P. and Daddy Bush, Preston and Columba, Noel, not to mention Marvin. Trader Bob Novak, snaps CIA in the back, Rumsfeld says all is well, another soldier dies. Outspoken Democrats, in the mail they get anthrax, Carnahan, well stone, dead before their time. George Bush is a liar. Like all his corporate neocons with Nazi hard-ons George Bush is a liar And the sinister media has you believe in him George Bush is a liar This song is something that'll never get on Clear Channel George Bush is a liar A traitor and an idiot and criminal piece of shit George Bush is a liar Liar, 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 liar Spoke of Brit, Britney Sons. Well, he's a real dumb Texan, an oil rich retarded brat, an oil rich retarded pulpit brat. Well, he's a real dumb Texan who's got a real dumb laugh, a real dumb Texan with a real. The Brit Summer Show. Uh, earlier, I was talking about Adam Guitar Austin, and uh, last week also, uh, Bill Daly passed away of uh, I Dream a Genie and the Bob Newhart Show. So, if I say from the heart, Bill, bye, Bob, bye, Emily. And uh, since uh, Adam Guitar Man Austin noted this uh, early on about like Bewitched, where the entire cast is dead, not to say Bob Newhart's not dead yet, not yet. Uh, but the entire cast of uh, I Dream a Genie's gone, so maybe it's time for Adam to do a follow-up on this one, which would be kind of nice to hear it again. And that reminds me, when John Ritter died, 
at a very young age. You know, that shocked everybody. The same day John Ritter died. So there were two deaths in the headlines that particular day. So following this from a Guitar Man, you'll hear my response to the death of John Ritter and Johnny Cash, both at the same time. They're dead. They're dead. The whole darn cast is dead. They're dead. They're dead. They're definitely dead. Liz Montgomery and Agnes Moorhead, Dick York and the other Dick too. And it's straight that Paul Lind is taking a turn out too. They're dead. They're dead. Like doornails, they're all dead. They're dead. All dead. Yes, positively dead. Except for Adam and Tabitha. But we're working on that too. So stay tuned and they will be dead soon. 2020 Twin Spin. I dropped it on the floor. You dropped it on the floor. I was turning blue. I died right after you. I, I never, never thought, thought that I would die at the same time that Johnny Hatter would do. Shut the ambulance door. Shut the ambulance door. There's nothing else you can do. John and I are through. Who'd have figured that John Ritter pass away with a boy named Sue? I think I may have caught something when I banged Suzanne Summers that day. I always thought you were a fool. Well, every show I did blue. My health was steadily falling from the alcohol and the cocaine. I was a star on the tube. And now we're both in the tube. The Bridge Summer Show. What was that I heard? They're making a Gary Hart movie. <laughs> oh, crap. It can't get any funnier. Gary Hart. Gary Fart. Let me refresh your memory. <laughs> Remember 1972 when Richard Nixon won by a landslide? Every state was, I think 49 states were uh, went for uh, Richard Nixon and the Democratic uh, campaign uh, fell on its ass. It was George McGovern with Running Man, I think, Sergeant Schreiber. And uh, it was a disaster of a campaign uh, that nobody paid attention to. And guess who was in charge of that? And then later became head of the DNC. Why, it was none other than Gary Hart. And uh, later on, when he wanted to run for president and having an affair with, I believe, was it Jessica Hahn? Or was it um, Donna Rice? It was very nice. When he challenged the, uh, down right here in South Florida, he challenged the um, local press to go ahead and print the story. Go ahead, see if I care. And they did, and uh, he lost. <laughs> an entire movie about an asshole. <laughs> and they did like a documentary, I don't know, CNN or MSNBC. He was a great man. He was, he's a wonderful man. He's still alive. But he's an asshole. Uh-huh. And he's one of the early on uh, Democratic Leadership Council uh, founders, which uh, ruined, ruined the Democratic Party. And uh, and this progressive wave that we're seeing, I, oh, I am so grateful for that. Oh, because uh, with the progressive wave, there's a good possibility of us actually winning elections. <gasps> Ooh, don't say that to the DCCC. They don't like that. They don't want to win elections. They just want their checks. 
They want their big donor checks, and they don't care who wins. Uh, so with these uh, progressive candidates, Gillum being one, kind of. He's kind of a progressive. Don't forget he was a Hillary supporter, but oh, okay. All right. Bernie endorsed him, and he's all about this um, health care for all, which is we should have in this country like every other industrialized educated country although we're not and we're no longer industrialized and since bennett was education commissioner in the reagan administration we are not an educated country anymore and another republican uh, acts which they they like to chop off they, they kiss uh, civics in school he's the one who killed the civics being taught in school and, and uh, although i can't find out any information on it i suspect he got rid of driver's ed too. Uh, if you've driven down here <clears throat> or uh, in uh, Los Angeles or whatever, yeah, nobody took any driver's lessons. I don't know how they passed the test. But we had to, in high school, it was required that you had to take driver's ed uh, when you were 15, I guess, uh, to get your uh, uh, restricted license or something. And then they provided these, uh, uh, you know, test driving uh, machines. And then they, some school, my high school had cars. That you actually drove like in a circle and on a slalom course and stuff. No, they got rid of all of that. Along with civics. Oh, civics. Who needs that? That's a Honda. You want civics? Go to your Honda dealer. But somehow, and I see these Parkland kids, somehow they're learning. They're learning how it works. Be, <laughs> despite they're not being civics taught in schools anymore. And I, I got to admit, when I was in high school, it was a very minimal course. I, I, you didn't even have to take. It was there. It was there if you wanted it. But it was not a required course in a flat school. It was uh, an elective. I mean, I took civics for one year, and I never saw it again after that. And I didn't, I didn't ask one way or the other if I was going to go to civics class. And I just didn't. Um, I went to one year of civics class. Well, now there ain't no civics class, but somehow these kids are figuring out how the system works. And thank, I'm very grateful for that. I thank the parents for these kids for doing an astounding job of, of raising them the right way, despite them not having any music to listen to anymore. But uh, <laughs> I'll get into that. Now I sound old. Oi! But uh, it's not just a generational thing. There's just nothing new out there. Same old crap, same old corporate harmogenized sputum. Nothing new, nothing new on the horizon. And I feel bad, feel bad for these kids. We had such a fun variety of stuff growing up. It didn't matter what you, didn't matter what you liked or what you didn't like. It was out there. It was there for you to enjoy or not enjoy. And you had a, it was called variety. And that's not out there no more. No, they they segregated music. It's a, you like R and B. You like hip hop? That's it. That's all we're gonna play. Hip hop. That's it. Hip hop. If you like uh, rock, which is minimal now, uh, rock. That's it. Just just rock. Everything's segmented and segregated and separated. You don't get you don't get all of it, which is what we had. That's what's missing. You want you want to hear somebody from an, another generation bitch about music? That's my bitch. We had all of it. We got to hear every type, every style. Every dance, every everything came blasting out of those speakers. Now it's, uh, well, let's leave it up to the listener to choose. Well, what are you going to choose? Okay, you're locked into one type of music. There's all kinds of, I mean, they used to play 
I'll give you like a, for an example, 1973, you, you'd hear uh, Edgar Winters' Frankenstein, and then they'd segue into uh, Tie a Yellow Ribbon. <laughs> it's like, it made no sense, but the point is, it was there, whether you liked it or not. So you got an idea of what the hell was going on in, with music. Whether, whether it was good or bad or whatever, you knew. You knew. Now you don't know. It's just segmented, spoon-fed to you. And I got news for you. And I never liked hip-hop when it came out because as a musician, as a production person, I know that it's cheap and I know that it's easy and there's no talent required for it except for the lyric part. Lyric part, yeah, you have to have talent for that. But that's it. There's no singing involved. There's no playing an instrument involved. It's software. It's out of a box. You're done. But I'll say this. If, if I did like it, I'd still be pissed off because... You don't hear anything else. If you listen to a hip-hop station, you don't hear anything else. No. Maybe a schmaltzy loved uh, ballad. Maybe that's it. But uh, that's it. They give you... They get, It's like uh, Michael Corleone. Their offer to you is this. Nothing. And he gets home round 3.30 With a snoot full of cocaine from another day of pandering to moralistic fakes And tap dancing round questions from those assholes in the press But he's oh so good And he's oh so fine He was born so wealthy Golden spoon up his behind He's a well-connected, power-grabbing, self-entitled Presidential dabbler And he'd like a fancy job Cause he's always had the best And it makes a fine addition To his demi-task last set An ego supplement to show He's better than the rest But he's oh so good And he's oh so fine he was born so wealthy, golden spoon up his behind. He's a well-connected, power-grabbing, self-entitled, presidential dabbler. And his father picked Dick Cheney, cause he knows his son's a dink. So at home he can sit back, relax, and simply pull the strings. And that dunce that he has for a son Can just sit behind the desk And he's oh so good And he's oh so fine He was born so wealthy Golden spoon up his behind He's a well-connected, power-grabbing Self-entitled, presidential dabbler Georgie Bush says that his nose is clean and never puts stuff in it Cause he's running for the White House, so he just can't admit it Stone drunk and that's not all, he even downed a few speedballs In college any drug would do, he even dropped some acid too Why won't Georgie just come out and simply say he did it? He prefers the press would shut their mouths But it's none of your goddamn business He did more than what you think 
but he washed it down the sink. Does he prefer cocaine to hash? That's a question that he does. Can he make his point much clearer? Like a razor on a mirror. But he wants us to believe that he didn't do anything. Georgie Bush says that his nose is clean and never put stuff in it cause he's running for the White House. So he just can't admit it. Georgie's clean, Georgie's clean, Georgie's clean. It's Brit Summers at the Brit Summers Show. .com. G.W. Bush. How many drugs did you take? G.W. Bush. They must have affected your brain to get your college graduation. It cost your daddy a big chunk of change. G.W. Bush. Here's another million from the NRA. You wanna be the president, leader of the band, ruler of the universe. You're G.W. Bush I'm gonna get my passport today Schmuck, schmuck You bony schmuck Some of us have a brain Our passports will be ready Christopher Lowell's here to redecorate So go ahead and deny you to the right When you hear Sam Donaldson say G.W. Bush How many drugs did you take G.W. You have been listening to The Brit Summer Show FYINation.com GDPR Revolution 99.com SoFloRadio.com TheBritSummerShow.com SoundCloud Tune in Stitcher And thank everybody For at least carrying this show I want to thank Especially GDPR Revolution 99 And FYINation.com Who have been carrying this show For several years now And thanks for the confidence You have in, in this show To keep people tuned into your networks So thank you Natalie and Tom I also want to say thanks To everybody who's donated to this show I said before, I'm beyond grateful for it. Uh, no matter how little or how much or whatever it is, it all gets invested into my motivation to keep doing this. And uh, among other things, like paying for SoundCloud. Yeah, they charge. Not much, but it's a, it's a monthly charge to keep the uh, older shows up there. If I didn't pay for it, you'd only have access to only, I think the free service is limited to six shows. But now you got like, I don't know, 50, 60 shows on there. Uh, all terribly dated, I might add, but <laughs> they're there. And you can hear bits uh, that I play over and over again. 
And as far as the uh, Kavanaugh thing's concerned, like I said, I don't know. We'll have to uh, wait till next week's show, and I thank you for staying tuned for that. And until then, this is Britt Summer saying, and actually Bud Collier, he said it too, tell the truth. Tell the truth.